What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Football Today. We're going to be discussing the the match, Bayern Munich versus Hoffenheim. Uh, before I get into the match, guys, um, lately the support has been great. We've been talking more on Twitter. Um, you know, everything's been awesome. Thank you guys for the support once again. Uh, if you guys want to shoot up a support, head to the Anchor profile page. Um, it's on the Twitter. It's linked. Everything's linked. Um, you guys can there. You could just go there on the Anchor profile page and hit support podcast. And that way we can keep doing this. And, uh, you know, it's great. Support has been awesome thus far. Thank you, guys. Um, let's get on with the, you know, with the, with the match. So, you know, before even the match started, you know, I was just, you know, um, for us, it was a Friday, you know, I'm in America. So when games are on Friday, it's the best. I usually, you know, if, if the if the result is good, then my I, my weekend is great. If the result is bad, then my weekend is kind of sour. Um, and Friday, it's it's an it's a 12 p.m. So it's perfect timing, you know. Um, so, you know, before even, you know, the game started, you know, I was just scrolling through Twitter, trying to see what's going on right before the game. And it was crazy, you know, I, I was kind of surprised because, you know, the lineups were out. The lineup was out. And before the game, criticism of the lineup was crazy. Um, you know, everybody was expecting a specific lineup. I wasn't. I had roughly something in my head because prior to the game, well, actually it was la the night before, I kind of looked at the highlights and kind of recap, um, you know, um, the game, the first le the first time we played Hoffenheim, uh, and that was at the Allianz Arena, uh, that was basically the first game of the season, you know, so I looked at that, I look at the lineup, I kind of look at, the, you know, what we did, Watch a couple, like a lengthy highlight, you know, you know, something like half an hour, 20 minutes. Um, so I was looking at it and I was like, okay, you know, and then, you know, the next day once I'm looking at the, you know, Twitter feed and the criticism of Kovac and the lineup, I was like, are you guys serious? You know, what's going on? You know, it's just, you know, everybody has their agenda. Everybody's got to fulfill their agenda. Everybody get the likes and retweets going on Twitter. So I don't know, um, but it was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to see Javi because Kovac placed Javi in the first leg and he subbed him out. Um, I think he was playing Javi because he needed a DM. Um, he needed a DM and probably because it's something they worked in Doha. So I don't know. I think he. I think Javi was the right pick because I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of a pivot. You know, a two-man pivot in um in this game i wasn't feeling that i wasn't thinking tiago and uh, goretzka you know i was thinking of a three-man midfield whatever it be a three-man midfield for this specific game because they're gonna have a bunch of players in midfield you know and they're playing a back three so i was thinking okay they're gonna, they're gonna have a bunch of guys in midfield um we don't want to get overrun so gotta match him you gotta match him um, you know you could do other other ways around it to get away with it but you know, the simple way is just to match it. So we didn't match. We matched, um, played a basically a 4-1-4-1 um, or, you know, Muller out wide, Goretzka, Thiago, and sitting behind those two, Javi, 
um, on the left side, Coleman, up top, Lewandowski, and then just, uh, you know, the familiar back line. So, you know, it wasn't, it was interesting to see Javi because in a way I was like, in my mind, I thought a DM is needed, but it didn't work out the first time. But against Hoffenheim, a DM is needed, in my opinion. So he kind of went with what I was thinking. And a lot of people were asking, why not Hamas? Why Muller? You know, Muller scored the first time around. He was pretty good the first time around. Um, you know, he basically got the opening goal um, against Hoffenheim. And maybe, you know, Hamas may not be fit. You know, Hoffenheim are a very aggressive side. Hamas can get caught and he gets, you know, he's not he's not the type of player to get, you know, a challenge in and to p- get back up and play. He's not that type of person. Um, as how great Hamas was, as we saw and is, um, you know, I was never thinking Hamas is starting. I already knew it in my head. I was like, there's no way. Um, I was, I thought he wasn't going to, I thought he wasn't going to play Coleman. In my mind, I was also thinking, you know, maybe Coleman's not going to play. I thought it was going to be Gnabry and uh, Muller. Or it was going to be Coleman and Gnabry with Muller and Javi and Thiago and Goreska might not play. I don't know. It was a lot of things to do. But in my head, I was like, we need a DM. And Hamas is not playing. And we need the we need the back line, the, you know, the familiar back line, the best back line, which is basically Alaba. Um, Hamels, Sula, and Kimmich. That's the back line. So in my head, I had that back line, Lewandowski, Muller, and Javi starting, plus one of Coleman or Gnabry, if not both. So I had those start and Thiago. But, you know, I didn't know if he was going to, like, throw some one, leave one out, leave two out, or, you know, go no DM, or I don't know, maybe play Botang. But I thought Sula was going to play because, you know, he's returning to Hoffenheim. I thought maybe Gnabry was going to play because he was returning to Hoffenheim, you know. All these, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, they're familiar with the place, you know. These crowd, they're familiar with the crowd. Everything can go. Um, so, in fact, you know, more, more or less, you know, I wasn't really, like, surprised by the lineup as many people thought. You know, people thought, you know, he should have changed it. You know, this was wrong and uh, we're going to lose. So, the negativity already prior to even the ball being kicked was crazy. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy in a way because, you know, I've coached football, I've coached basketball, I've played both too. So when I say something and someone says the opposite, I got to look at my comment and my idea and what I'm saying and really look at it because if another person is saying the complete opposite, I got to, I got to see if I'm doing something wrong here to catch my mistake. But then I was looking at, I was like, okay, I'm not saying something, anything wrong here pretty you know it's common i'm looking at like a few other feeds and then i'm talking to a few friends and then they're pretty spot on we're pretty close and then other people why isn't why is javi starting why isn't hummus starting um you know why isn't Gnabry starting play sanchez drop goretzka so it was kind of weird why like you know muller also being dropped so that i wasn't understanding you know, um, it's crazy because, again, you know, I don't think people, Byron fans, you know, they, they're supporters, they're fans, you know, they back the team. But, I mean, I, I tweeted this out too. 
I think maybe, you know, 90, even higher, like maybe 95%, you know, I'm obviously not going to pay 100, but 95% at least of the Twitter supporters, any supporters, if they ran a football club or were a manager, that team would be in shambles. Because they don't know how to play the football. They probably never played football, right? They probably never coached football, right? Have you played football? Probably not. Have you coached football? Probably not, right? I've done both. I'm not bragging or anything like that, but it's crazy because my opinions are starting to, you know, you know, I started doing this podcast maybe, what, two months ago, two, two, two and a half, three months ago, something like that. And, you know, once I started, you know, putting my thoughts and opinions out there and I saw that it was completely opposite or, you know, pretty sideways compared to other people and it was a majority and I was the minority at times. And then I found like the group of supporters that were kind of thinking like me and now it's more like 50-50. But at first I was like, are you, am I missing something? Am I seriously missing something? What's going on? Why do you want him to start? Why do you want him dropped? What do you have an agenda against him? And then I started realizing, you know, people didn't have, people have agendas, you know, and I'm not really that type of person, you know, I might like a specific person more than a other person, you know, a different player, but you know, I'm backing the player 110 times. No way. If my player, you know, was in a fight or in a discussion, a debate or anything, I'm backing my player 110 times, 10 out of 11 times. Um, or 11 out of 10 times is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's the thing, you know, people are saying, you know, Mueller, why is he starting? Because have an agenda before and then, you know, have an agenda before the ball is kicked is weird. If you were to tell me that, you know, you were critical after the game and he had lost and he was pinpoint, it was clearly down to the personnel and the tactic or whatever, a mixture of both or one or the other, then I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this. But, you know, you can't have best of both worlds. It's not how it works. You know, people were criticizing Kovac and the players prior to the game. The game ended. And they got no praise. You know, the same people that were cussing him and, you know, they were saying stuff to him. And, you know, the players and the, the specific players that those people have agendas against and Kovac, you know, they didn't say, good job. They didn't say, that was that was well done. You know, they didn't give the player a plus. You know, if you, if you, if, you know, I saw on Twitter, you know, it's like um, when Hamas came on, I'm, I'm going to go through the game, but like, I'll just pinpoint this example. When Hamas came on and he played that ball, they gave basically, you know, majority of the credit to Hamas, no credit to Muller, and the rest of the credit to Lewandowski. That doesn't make sense. There's clearly an agenda with every fan base with specific uh, supporters to specific players and coaches. So it's it's so obvious, and I'm so happy none of these people are running football clubs. Well, my football club, it's it's crazy, you know. These people think they're, you know, I'm not either. I'm not a, I'm not a coach. I'm not, I've never been a coach or a player on a professional, and neither of any of on Twitter, you know, most people. Um, so for us to cuss and do anything, it's crazy. We're entitled to opinions because, you know, we're supporters, but. You know, like I said, they don't want, they want the best of both worlds. They didn't praise, they didn't congratulate the team, you know, they didn't congratulate Kovac, you know, they didn't congratulate those players. 
um, they just when Hamas came down, everyone's you know everyone's vagina or you know puberty went to a different scale, and they were just orgasming. It's like, all right, we get it. I love Hamas too, but you love Hamas more than everybody else. And then now you we're seeing it. We're seeing you saying Hamas is the best Bayern player. Hamas is ten times better. You know, I heard Hamas is ten times better than Müller ever was. Oh, that, that's some that's some crazy shit, you know. Mueller maybe not be playing well, but Mueller gives one hundred ten percent. He never complains, right? There's pros and cons to each player, and definitely there's a con to Hamas, and definitely there's a con to Mueller. But there's pros to both of them too. So let's get on with the game. Enough with this, you know, BS. Um, so the first half. Before we get on to the game, actually, I'm gonna read you some statistics of the game. Since people love statistics, I'm kind of, you know, I like statistics to a certain point. So, you know, we we had a lot of chances. We had a good deal of chances. They had a good deal of chances, too. Um, you know, we had nine shots on target on 21 shots. They had five shots on target on 13 shots. So, it's... I believe maybe we could have given up. At first, you know, they were getting in, but, you know, first half, more or less, they were pretty good. Second half, they did most of the damage. The one thing that stood out to me was the aerial duel. Aerial duels we won, and that kind of, you know, that also is the Hamas plug-in. The Hamas plug-in also helps because, you know, they couldn't match up man for man with with our defenders. Um, You know, we won 62% of the duels. They won the other 38, so it's a pretty big swing. Um, that's like we winning six out of ten. They won four out of ten. That's a pretty good swing. And on position, you know, position wasn't that far off. We had fifty-seven at forty-three. Um, you know, it's fourteen percent more, but it's it's pretty. It's not that big. You know, usually with games, you know, back in the past, and uh, amongst some teams in Europe, you know, they have sixty-five, and you know, the re- the opposition has thirty-five. So that's a clear difference. But fifty-seven forty-three, it's not that huge. Um, one thing I want to highlight is, you know, shots. Leon Goretzka had six shots. So it's telling me, and we saw, everybody saw, you know, not only was he running backwards to support the defenders, but he was making runs into spaces. He was making runs into the box. So, you know, the only strength from Hoffenheim had was in the second half, and that was from, you know, creating opportunities on the counter. You know, they were going up and down. Um, but let's go, let's go, let's go through the game. First half, for first half, so you know all this Twitter talk, everybody saying Mueller's gonna be shit. You know, first first second minute, and you know Mueller got a long ball from Hummels, and he basically sh- with his body he laid it off for Lewandowski, and Lewandowski miss kicks it. Uh, I think it was a miss kick, or um, yeah, I think he miss kicked it, and uh, that was that. So you know he was in the game. He was Mueller was pretty good. Um. Alaba's crossing today was, or the day of, was very good. He was better than aver- uh, the normal days we see Alaba. So, you know, both goals from Goretzka, basically, you know, the source of it was a Alaba cross. Um, and again, Goretzka, good runs. You know, his midfield runs, he has this kind of like flavor, like of a similarity of a Schweinsteiger and a Balak. You know, he has that, you know, he's chilling in the midfield and then, you know, he plays a pass and he makes a run. So he makes he make he makes a pass, but then he goes. He wants that one two, or 
the third person co- player comes involved and then they get that pass. So he's always moving. I love that. It's the same thing with Schweinsteiger and Balak. You know, you could see Balak from the, um, you know, going back and getting the ball, but you also see Balak making runs into the box for crosses. You also see, you know, Schweinsteiger and Balak making, you know, runs into spaces. And that's why they scored a good amount of goals from deep-lying midfield. You know, they're not defensive midfielders. They're box-to-box. So, um it has that kind of vibe to it, and I like it. You know, I have I have that. I miss that Schwansteiger. You know, Schwansteiger is being my favorite player of all time. So I get that, like, kind of like, you know, reminiscing about the good times. That's what Goretzka is kind of bringing back for me. Um, and you know, we scored, we scored a. You know, Lewandowski uh, got across from Alaba. He heads it. I thought Lewandowski should have done better. He heads it in a way that you know. You know, Bowen saves it, goes to his right. Goretzka's in the space again. He reacts, shoots out his left foot, deflects off Vogt in goal. Bowen, Bowen didn't see it. So, first half, you know, that was 1-0. We were, we were in the game. You know, we were already in the game. Half of nine, we were basically, you know, they were, they're in that stage where it was, okay, it's 1-0. Do I keep doing the same thing or do I fight? And they kept doing the same thing. So just before half, you know, they got a chance and it was a corner. It was a corner. Um, so a corner for Hoffenheim started a counter for us. You know, we had basically when the corner came in for Hoffenheim and then we won the ball in our third. You could see if I, I, I wish I could snap uh, you know snap a shot and basically send it uh and post it on twitter but i'll try to get that but you know there were six players running forward six players just before half off that uh, off that counter six players and one of those players was hummels so this really you know this is where you know the players you know are you smart do you have a high iq you know they they knew it it's right before half you know they have only two guys back three guys back so we can take an advantage of this. So even Hummels, Hummels sprinted basically from, you know, our box all the way to their box. So, and he, we knew, we knew it was like, if we can get the second goal, we're going to have a huge advantage. And that's what it is. You got to take that chance. You got to take that chance. It was probably one of the best uh, first halves um, this season. So that that was great, you know seeing the performance because you know you're coming off winter break you might be rusty i thought we were going to be rusty as i tweeted out i thought we we're going to be rusty um we weren't i guess you know the conditioning and the playing and the and uh you know the tactics and the approach of how to you know get the games going on that was done in doha now second half started second half was a little different and obviously it was going to be different in retrospect when you look at who Hoffenheim's coach is, Nagelsmann. I already knew Nagelsmann were going to come out and do something different. I already knew that. Because, you know, I could tell Nagelsmann is like a guy, you know, you when you tell, um, he's something, he's so, um, you know, he's had this, you know, when you look at his games, when something's not right, and he just changes it, you know, like, you know, he goes from a three in the back, and he takes out a center back and brings in a midfielder or attacker. Like, he completely changes the style and the play and the personnel and the tactics and if it's zonal marking, if it's manual marking. So all that. 
And the second half, you know, I already knew. I'm like, okay, they're going to come out. They're going to be pricing high probably. Um, they're going to be, you know, be more aggressive, commit more men forward, all of that, you know. And then that's that's basically what happened. You know, Hoffenheim came out. They committed more players forward. They were higher up on the pitch and were more aggressive. Um, they were more aggressive, but in a sense, I wouldn't say they were dirty, even though a lot of people were saying, you know, Joelinton got in a little scuffle with Kimmich. Um, Lewandowski was a pissed with the ref. Kimmich was pissed with the ref. Javi also, you know, it was kind of a, it was very aggressive. I wouldn't say it was dirty, but it was very aggressive, you know, and Hoffenheim is aggressive. So, you know, um, on the note, you know, Thiago, based on the first half, Thiago wasn't, you know, involved much. But when Thiago in the second half, you know, he really went downhill. So he was probably our worst player on the pitch. Uh, that day, I mean, he wasn't that bad, you know, he wasn't shit, you know, he wasn't shocking, um, so, you know, he deserved to be subbed off, and, you know, he knew, everybody knew, you know, I even called it, um, but, you know, in the 52nd minute, um, I'm kind of happy that Kovac also keeps him in, and he doesn't, like, it's kind of a psychological effect at two, um, and sometimes you got to take the player off quick, Kovac has this, you know, let's wait a little and, you know, take the player off a little later. You know, instead of doing it at the 65th minute, he probably 70, 75th minute, he makes a sub. Um, so, I, in a way, it's a psychological thing because if Thiago was, you know, the 52nd minute, Thiago was caught in possession. He was literally caught in possession in the midfield of the park. He lost the ball and basically gave a chance to Hoffenheim, but Neuer saved us. Neuer made a save and he basically bailed us out. And they had a corner. No, it was sorry. Uh, they had a second chance. And it was skied, but he made the initial save. So, and at that minute, you know, Kovac, Kovac, I mean, he he didn't he didn't take out Tiago, right? He did not take out Tiago. He took Tiago out in the 78th minute. He took Tiago out 26 minutes later. It's probably a psychological thing, also, because if the player is down and you take him out. Um, he might be poor from the, for a few games. He might be out of form. But also, you know, there's a mixture and there's a silver lining. If you don't take him out, you know, he might cost a game. So it's it's a double-edged sword for Kovac. Um, I feel he's more of the, you know, old-school coaches to take the players and, you know, ride them longer into the game and then make a substitution. So I guess there's a greater effect on the substitution because if the sub comes on and he's a winger and he's got fresh legs and he's super quick he's gonna burn through everybody and he's gonna make a huge bigger the impact is gonna be bigger so i don't know uh you know exactly what he's thinking but he's giving the vibe of old school manager that now i'm that feeling um by the way on the subs on the subs um i called two out of three i called two out of three actually we'll take the subs later i just want to continue the game on um so it was the 58th minute now. Um, Thiago also missed a tackle. He missed a tackle. It was our corner. Thiago missed a tackle against Jolington. Now, if he made that tackle, he would have stopped the counter. He probably would have been booked. And that's fine. But he missed the tackle. And, you know, he ran forward. He ran like 10 meters forward to miss a tackle. So, you know, we have one man now less to cover the defenders back there. And he missed to stop the counter. So that for my eyes was, okay, Kovac, now it's time to make the sub, 58th minute. He still didn't do it. I was like, okay, just wait on and see what happens. You know, but that, um, 
that basically ended up with um, Schultz getting a goal. Thiago could have stopped that. Um, Schultz, you know, he ran, he got a nice, you know, it was a, you know, it was a header to the ground. It was like a header to the ground. Alaba was thinking, I don't know what he was thinking, but, you know, he did all he could. Maybe he was trying, I, I thought maybe he could have forced him to the right. But at that moment, you know, you're just thinking, you know, it's it's Nico Schultz in front of me. Why am I even giving him a chance? Let me just play him straight up. Um, it's also this to Alaba's, you know, defensive capabilities. So I don't care what Alaba did, you know, he did what he had to do. But Schultz with a nice header to the ground and he uses his left foot to like sort of punch it in. Like he not, he like rifled it in. He made it like a one, a hop or two. Um, so, you know, it was okay. It was back on 2-1. And in my mind, I'm thinking, really? Because, you know, before all of this, Bayern were up and down. With Hoffenheim, up and down. You know, one team would get the ball, drive a few men forward, not convert. Other team would get the ball, drive a few men forward, not convert. And it would go on, it would go on. And, you know, at one point you saw the players getting tired. And they were asking, you know, they wanted some, you know, motivation from somewhere to come. But Bayern were going up and down Hoffenheim in the second half. Um, and if we had converted, we had chances to convert and we didn't. And that was killing me. It was killing me. I couldn't believe we were going to... Because in my head, you know, I tweeted out before and I was like, please, let's get a good league so we can get in Sanchez. I just want Sanchez and play... Or maybe even Davies, you know, but for sure Sanchez to come in. Um, it didn't happen. We didn't convert. So Kovac couldn't get in Sanchez. And... I can't, you know, we can't blame Kovac. And I know the players, you know, if, if you know, Sanchez comes in, you know, and they score a second, and all of a sudden now we're looking, you know, oh, Kovac, you know, he drew against Hoffenheim. The lead for Dortmund is now bigger, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, Kovac, for, every, for him, every game is supposed to be, you know, three points, three points. And, yeah, he's going to get to a time where he's got to rotate. But we should have converted in the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, and it would have been game over, 3-1, bam, boom three points and now we could have loaded the bench um, but our finishing our killing the game off is poor you know our conversion rate we had 21 shots three goals 14 percent conversion rate that's not good enough uh, in average compared to you know european teams it's not bad but this was a game when you look at it you're like we could have scored five and we scored three. And the third goal came in the 80, 87th minute. So, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. You know, I was like, you know, really, we're going to more miss chances. Um, I wasn't feeling that. You know, I was really pissed off. Um, and the funny thing is about this, on a little side note, um, I was having shisha. I was having hookah. So... I was, I was like smoking and I had just had breakfast, you know, it was half, half time, just one bite. So I had made quick breakfast and I was, you know, after I was a Friday, you know, it's just the weekend started. So I was like, all right, it's 12 PM, whatever. It's a game day. Usually game days. I get, I get a Munich beer. I get a, you know, I get a German beer, a Munich beer, Bavarian beer, and I have it. And we get that in LA. So I get one of those beers plus, plus shisha or hookah. And uh, I got breakfast before. So that's my Friday or midweek Champions League buying routine. Every time. Every time. And yeah, having beer at 12 o'clock is not great. But 
in um you know i was having when i was in germany i was having beer and a lot of people were having beer at 12 o'clock so i don't care it's only it's a byron ritual but you know i was so pissed and i was having hookah and sh or i don't know if you guys call it shisha or hookah but we call it i call it hookah i was having hookah and i was so pissed i almost you know dropped the coals on the rug and i was i just had to put the hookah down for five minutes and i was i wanted to pace pace up and down you know my house but it was crazy you know because i was like how did we not score we're running up and down there's clearly space these players should be making a third it didn't come but eventually you know you know eventually i called uh the goal came in and i i called it in a way because i was like someone is gonna score either we're gonna score or they're gonna score it's there's gonna go there's a third goal coming um there's a third goal coming for sure well fourth goal of the game but there's a third goal coming for us so the third goal came you know Kip, Kim, uh, Kimmich uh, got the ball uh, and he played a you know a square pass to Hamas and Hamas basically stopped the ball looked up saw Muller's run chipped it over Muller got it played a square cross to Lewandowski Lewandowski taps it in 3-1 game over we should have done that 20 minutes ago and and that's that's the thing we have we have the we have the we have definitely the you know the quality and you know the experience to finish these games off and we should and yeah it's Hoffenheim maybe there is I mean it's the first game of the second half of the season so we came up pretty good the whole you know the my whole let's say team rating would probably be an eight or an eight and a half eight and a half probably too much probably given an eight because you know the clean sheet there is none can't be a nine if it's no clean sheet for me uh, it matters how you know if we score even five one you know I'm still gonna give it like eight point nine, but it's probably eight eight and a half. Um, but again, no clean sheet. First half was a, like a nine and a half, right? And then second half was like a six. It was like a five six. It was terrible. Um, it wasn't that bad, you know. Many people say it was terrible, but you know, considering what it was in the first half and then what ha what we saw in the second half and the missed chances, it looked pretty bad. But retrospect, no. Um. I'm gonna go through the players. Um, Kimmich, he was well, he was good. Neuer was really good. He he made two great saves, and uh, you know that save. I also there was a save he made. Forgot um, he made a save, and uh, I tweeted out because Liverpool fans were hassling Neuer because they think Allison is um, gonna be better or is better, um, maybe is better, but will never be better. That's tough. That's for me tough. You know, for me, for you to say Allison will be better than um, Neuer, I don't know about that. No. De Gea won't be better when he retires than Neuer. Neuer completely changed the game. That's my opinion. But Neuer made two great seven on Twitter. I was like, you know, let's let's add the guy that kept bugging me, thinking Allison is better than Neuer, and then you know he made that save, and then I put the you know I put the video, the clip 
on my Twitter page and everyone was just like awing. Um Sula Sula wasn't Sula wasn't bad. Um Hummels wasn't bad. They're okay. We're good. Um Alaba, he was great. He was good. Um he made two crosses that basically was the source of the two goals. Um that was good. Thiago, probably our worst player on the pitch, rightfully subbed. Javi Martinez, good also. He was, you know, we kind of see um, the, you know, the value he brings. He's a tall, he's um, physical, he can't get around, sure, but he has that technique, he can pass a ball. Um, so, you know, he's a perfect DM. He's an old school DM. He is not like Conte. He's not quick. He's not, he's not, Conte's like, you know, quick. Conte's, you know, super speed. He can intercept passes. But, you know, you can get past a guy that's quick with a 1-2 or a 2-3 a one two three ball. You know, you can get past these guys. Um, you can get past Martinez even quicker. But the point is Martinez brings something, and that's height. You can't teach height. You can't teach physicality. Um, so Martinez was good. Martinez and Kimmich were booked, but um, it is what it is. Uh, Muller, he was good. He, he created that assist. He worked his butt off. He was running. He was creating chances. Um, so it was good. Goretzka. Goretzka was the man of the match. He's got two goals. Um, he was, he was again, working hard. Makes runs into spaces. Runs back to support the midfield and the defenders. And then um, supports runners. Uh, when Muller and Komen were running, he would support them. He would lay back off midfield and get a pass. He did everything. Lewandowski, under uh, underrated performance. No one saw it. Many people saw it, but you know it wasn't. You know, I guess um, viewed too many as being uh, big because they expected. But I still give credit. You know, he worked his butt off. He was expecting a lot of chances, which wasn't coming to him. And you know, he still he kept in. He kept going. Kept going. So Lewandowski eventually got his goal as he did in the first time around. So that's good. One thing I want to highlight, actually, um, you know, this might be my ego coming up, but again, like I said, watching the game nicely is watching the game, I guess, um, different way than just watching it as a, an emotional roller coaster. Um, for me, I got to take credit for myself for the damn substitutions. Kovac saw it. I saw it. I tweeted before Kovac made the sub and I was two out of three. I was two out. Of, I would have been three out of three, but the way the game ended, it didn't happen. But I'm sure I would have gone to third also. So I tweeted out Serge Gnabry should be uh, coming in for Coleman. That happened. I said Thiago should go out for Hamas. That also happened. If we had scored much prior, right? If we scored, let's say, and if it was four-one, um, we would have seen Renato Sanchez. We would have definitely seen Renato Sanchez for a Thomas Muller. Um, or a Javi Martinez, actually, probably. But Kovac made the right sub. He brought on Jerome Botang for Javi. Javi was on a yellow. Jerome Botang is an extra center back. So more guys in the back. Taller guys for set pieces. And he made the right sub. Um, let's see. Let's. I want to go and look at the... Just to, you know, summarize the game. Um, you know, Hoffenheim... They weren't aggressive, right? And they also were aggressive too much. So they couldn't find this middle ground. They weren't good at finishing either, right? Um, they also attacked through the middle like us, but they don't have that quality in midfield. 
Um, yeah, they have great short passing. You know, they can pass short and move, pass short and move. But, you know, against a big side, uh, they play tough. You know, look at that. Both games we played against them was tough. It was tough. They gave City problems, right? They gave Lyon problems, right? And people are saying, you know, why are we losing? Why are we struggling as Hoffenheim? They gave City problems for like 80 minutes, right? The City with that squad was struggling against Hoffenheim. And we did better than City. Um, but as far as our end, you know, we had a lot of chances. Lewandowski had four shots. Goretzka had six shots. Javier Martinez had three shots. Um, you know, we were good in tackling the ball and getting the ball back. Davilado made four tackles. Thomas Muller, again, I'm saying he's telling he's putting in shifts. Thomas Muller made four tackles. Serge Gnabry came on and made four tackles. Um, we were good. We were good. Uh, everybody put in a shift. Everybody, uh, you know, basically did something that benefited the team, whether it's not, it doesn't have to be scoring to benefit the team. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, you know, we had a lot of chances uh, and we had a lot of chances in possession um, and we should have converted. We should have definitely converted. Um, and that's that's what I think. You know, eight, eight of our chances came from set pieces and 12 came from open play. And that one came from counterattack. But we could have scored a goal from set piece. And we could have scored two goals from open play. It could have easily been 5-1. Um, so we got a 3-1. Uh, maybe conversion, com, you know, converting will come later on when we get into form and we go to Europe. So it's not a big deal. You know, pondering about something like that is just not, not, not the way. It's not healthy. We'll get, on, we'll, we'll get those shots and don't worry. But um, I just want to relay, you know, those substitutions Kovac made uh, in, the, in the lineup Kovac made. Got to give praise where praise is due. He did good. He did definitely good. Um, you know, he, he's, been, he's been criticized lately for um, his selections, for his tactics. Um, people don't respect him, but... I mean, if you don't, if you keep, you know, having an agenda and you want managers to go or stay, you know, sooner or later we're going to be running out of managers and, you know, Twitter Twitter followers are going to be playing, um, you know, a board member role or a manager role. Um, so, you, you, I mean, just, I mean, look at this Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The guy has zero manager experience. I mean, he has Cardiff City on his belt and he relegated them. And now he's seven out of seven games wins for Manchester United. He moved up. So he failed at his job. And got a, basically a promotion. And he's doing better. Right? That doesn't make sense. But it's working. Because it's less about you know tactics. And more about you know. Just play. Be smart. You know. Don't overthink. So that's what Kovac is bringing. Kovac is bringing back like. Uh, an Omar Hitzfield type philosophy. Where. Less coaching, more playing. Uh, a Hapainkis, less coaching, more playing. Kind of an opposite role of a Jurgen Club, a Tuchel, a Pep Guardiola. You know, all of that, guys. Of, like, being a specific player, players and where you should be and what you should do. No, it's more freedom. It's, you know, playing as to um, you will enjoy. And also playing to a simple, simple game. You know, simple. Pass, pass, move up. You know, cross. Um, make runs, defend as a team, communicate. It's not you're not you know 
have to be at a specific place at a specific time, play a specific ball. It's none of that. And it's kind of refreshing at a time because then I have I don't have to freaking think so hard and analyze so hard at the same time. Um, so it's great. I love Kovac. He gets the praise for this game. He was on point. Hopefully we get, uh, you know, um, better at some stuff. Um, but this is a good start to the second half because usually we've been rusty when we begin the second half of the season. But we were good. We were good. Uh, Kovac and the players get big praise from me. Um, three points away. Um, that's great. Um, one thing I want to highlight, however, is, um, like I said, every player wants to play. We have already a problem with Sanchez not playing. Once Toliso gets back, we're going to have a bigger problem. And that's that's really tough because I really like Sanchez. I really like Toliso. I really like Goretzka. I like Thiago. I like all our midfielders. I like everybody on the team. So this is, the, I'm, I was thinking, you know, next game we play Stuttgart, right? Stuttgart are not a great side at all, at all. Like for me, I'm thinking I'm going to rest Alaba. I'm going to play Botang. This is if I want to rotate and I'm thinking I'm going to rotate. I don't need to play Alaba against Stuttgart and risk an injury because I got great games and he worked his butt off against, um, against uh Hoffenheim so I'm I'm not risking I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know chill I'm gonna play Rafinha left back I'm gonna put Kimmich in right I'm gonna play um Sula um, or Hummels whichever one with Botan I'm gonna put Botan Botan needs a game I'm gonna put Botan I'm gonna start Javi because I want to have a again you know basically give no chance no clear-cut chances to to Stuttgart so I'll play um Javi uh, and then this is when I get stopped because I want to play Sanchez. So I'm going to play Sanchez and I'm also going to play ha- um, James Rodriguez. So I'm going to play James, Javi, and Sanchez. But I also want to play Thiago. So it's tough. Um, I might play. It's really tough. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, you got to play Javi, James, um, and, uh, and Sanchez, and Thiago. Might be an overkill. I don't know what he's going to do, but I really want James, Javi, and Sanchez to start. Anyway, I want Sanchez to start in the the game against Stuttgart. It's a home game. He'll be up for it. I think it's a great opportunity. Um, Lewandowski also start. I think he should also put Wagner on the bench. Maybe Wagner could get in this game. And, you know, if we do good and we get like a 3-0 before, you know, or like, you know, 3-0 and like a 65th minute or somewhere, you know, decent timing left, I would throw, I would throw in Davies. That's that's what I'm thinking. But I really want Sanchez to start. I really want Hamas to start this game. You know, this is a perfect game. It's against a really bottom side. Um, they are, have no threat, you know. And we're at home, so it's a perfect chance for Hamas to get a reps in, um, to play to play and link up to get that form. It's a good chance for Sanchez. I will definitely play Sanchez. I would basically give Goretzka, Alaba, and um, Coleman some, you know, either put him on the bench or you know tell him, you know, have the night off. Um, we need to rotate this time. I'm thinking, you know, if we keep playing the same lineup, we're gonna be dead. Um, you know, players can't take it, you know, and Alaba was working so hard and it was a physical game against Hoffenheim. So uh, that's my thought. I would, I'm going to put this question up on Twitter. So you guys, um, you guys basically say or um, think 
about what lineup we should want against Stuttgart. Um, like, like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional coach, right? But it's in my eyes. This is the time. It's a perfect opportunity to rotate. Um, you get Hamas in. You give Muller, um, you know, let Muller sit. You know, as far as how Muller did great, I think Hamas um, needs a start for himself, for the team. We got important games coming up, so I would play Hamas. I would play Sanchez, and I would play Javi Martinez and Botang and Rafinha. These are perfect chances, perfect chances for these guys to get games in, to show the coach that they also want a spot on the team. Because they keep saying, you know, they want chances. This is Kovac's time. I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he's still under pressure because he needs to catch Dortmund. But again, it's a home game against Stuttgart. If we can't win, I guess maybe we have bigger problems. If the if the squad, if the second if the second guys on the squad can't get a win against Stuttgart at home, then um, Ko- Kovac can unleash the bench. But like I said, I would play Sanchez and I would play Hamas and I would play Rafinha and I would play Javi. Those guys for sure set in stone and Lewandowski and all those guys but yeah um, for me the major part I want Hamas I want I want um, Sanchez and I want Rafinha and I want Botang. these guys need to play they keep hollering about game time so let's p- go out there prove them um, Sanchez he needs game time you know he keeps you know he's stuck in there he's maturing so um, I love the young lad man I don't want him to go. I really like him, but it's going to be tough. He needs to up his game also. So this is the perfect chance for him to basically get that uh, get that playing opportunity that he's been desiring. And it's a home game. He's perfect at home. You know, he, he's under the crowd. He drives the ball forward. Um, it's something great to see. It'll be something different. Um, and on that, guys, uh, I'm going to basically end the podcast. Uh, once again... Um, follow the Twitter there. I made a new Twitter page, um, for, uh, my, for the podcast, uh, football today. Um, you guys could get on Twitter and, uh, follow that page. It is at football today VG. Um, you guys can follow it. Um, I posting only football related, um, you know, tweets about that, but, um, football today VG that is uh, the 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 at um, also my private one is um, at Caribbean Varas um, it's linked they're all linked so it'll be easy um, I'm more open on the private one the football one is just football related I watch a bunch of games tweet it out what you guys think blah 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 all that stuff all the good stuff I hit up a follow if you guys have any comments, um, anything like that, you know, people are DMing and we're talking about tactics, what we should have done, you know, and this is different games. You know, this is Chelsea fans also DMing me. This is Liverpool fans. This is Madrid fans. Um, what else? An Arsenal fan DM me, uh, a United fan DM me, a bunch of Bayern fans DM me. So, um, you know, a bunch more, but we're getting, you know, I'm getting good good feedback so again once the support has been awesome thanks guys uh, more support will be great you know we can keep rolling this out um, again support the podcast anchor.com you can click it support podcast and we can keep driving forward and that's basically my number one goal to put keep putting good content podcast out for you guys um, and 
the train keeps rolling, guys. The, cra- the train definitely keeps on moving. Um, as far as that, we'll see you next time with a different episode. Peace out and take care, everybody.